Well, good morning, and once again, welcome for those that are here in person and those watching online. We've come into this month of September, which is our vision month, and we're going to be talking in this month about four specific things. One, missions, two, prayer, three, alpha, and four, our vision statement, which you see right there, touching our world through Jesus, one life at a time. And so this Sunday, we are going to be focusing on missions, as this is actually our mission Sunday. Now, I know it's a long weekend, so there's no evening component Enjoy the last long weekend before school starts. Um, but uh, this morning, what I wanted to do was just talk a little bit about missions and orientate us a little bit to see where we are as a church, where we are as a denomination as well in what we do for missions, and hopefully for us to be able to see the bigger picture uh, when it comes to missions and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to all those around us. Because as our vision statement says, we want to touch our world through Jesus one life at a time. On October 8th, 1732, a, a Dutch ship left Copenhagen Harbor, bound for the Danish West Indies. And on board that ship, there were two Moravian missionaries. One was named John Leonard Dober, and another named David Nishman. And one was a, a potter, the other was a carpenter. And they were ready to sell themselves into slavery in order to reach the, uh, the slaves that were living there in the West Indies. Um, and as they boarded that ship to go to the West Indies, realizing what they might have to do in order to actually share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the slaves on those islands, it was a huge and enormous sacrifice. Some people thought that they were crazy. Their families were sad. But as the ship was leaving, uh, they yelled out and they cried back to their families and said, may the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his sufferings. I'll say that again. May the lamb that was slain receive the reward of his sufferings. And that ended up becoming the rallying cry for the Moravians who ended up sending missionaries all over the world. They were actually the ones that inspired William Carey. William Carey, who's now known as the father of modern Protestant missions, uh, as he went from England to India and inspired so many, he himself was inspired by the Moravians and their missional heart and attitude and passion to share the love of Jesus regardless of the cost. There were some missionaries even during that time that they knew that going overseas to share the gospel of Jesus because of the persecution and because of the difficulty in some lands, they knew that this was going to be a one-way ticket. And towards that end, there was a missionary, his name was A.W. Milline, and he was a missionary that went to the South Pacific. And he knew in that area, the particular island that he was going to, that every other missionary that had gone before him was martyred. But he was not fearful of that. He responded and answered the call of God to go there. And he lived there for 35 years. When he died in that place, the villagers in the village that he was in desired to bury him right in the center of that village. And they inscribed on his tombstone this saying, when he came there, when he came, there was no light. When he left, there was no darkness. Because he shared the love and grace and light of Jesus Christ. 
So today on our Mission Sunday, as we sang that song, uh, and we're going to sing it again at the end of the service as well, we are facing a task unfinished. There is a task that is ahead of us that is unfinished. Jesus said in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout all the world so that all the nations will hear it, and then the end will come. Jesus is saying here that before he returns, before his coming back to receive us to himself, the gospel has to be preached throughout all of the world. And so this, was, this is a tall task. This is the, the task unfinished that we are left with. This is the charge that Jesus has left us with. And so I'm going to ask you throughout this message that for you to answer one question, okay? This is the question. How should I respond? I'm going to talk about a lot of different things in this message. Some things are going to be global. Some things are going to be local. Some things are going to be challenging. Some things are going to be, I can do this. Some things are going to be, uh, this is very difficult. Some things because of whatever life stage that you might be in, you're like, I, I, you know, I'll just pray. But I want to challenge you to ask yourself this question throughout this message. How should I respond? And if you can do me the favor, text your answer anytime today, anytime tomorrow, anytime this week. Text your answer to our texting number, 647-931-0015. If you're new here and it's your first time, my name's Daniel. I'm one of the pastors here, and I would love to connect with you. Just text the word hello to that number, and we'll get connected together. Um, But I would love to hear some feedback from you as well as we talk about missions, because church is never meant to be about, I come and, oh, that's a nice message, and I go home and I do nothing about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be a challenging message. It's a challenging message for me. It always has been. From the time when I was a teenager and I heard the song from Keith Green, that he wrote the song called Asleep in the Light, and he talked about Christians that are just asleep in the light and the world is perishing and we're just sitting back doing nothing, enjoying our life, living very comfortably, just me, 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 consumer, consumer, I want this, I want that. And we lose the larger picture of what the, what the gospel is all about, what our lives are all about and what eternity is all about and what the kingdom of God is all about because we get consumed by our own lives. And so I want to challenge you today to ask yourself this question. Because the response of this question is to the commission that Jesus left us with in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20. You'll see the texting number at the bottom on all the scripture slides. So if you haven't had a chance to put it down, you can put it down there uh, as I go through the message. But here's, here's what's called the great commission that Jesus left us with. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so this is the commission that Jesus has left us with. And now it's incumbent on all of us, if you're a follower of Jesus, to fulfill this great commission. It's all our responsibility And if you're new here and and, and this is all completely new to you, thank you for coming, first of all, and we would love to uh, journey with you to get to know Jesus because this is part of what we want to do is to share the love and grace of Jesus Christ with all those who we come in contact with. In the bumper video before the message, you saw our Alliance Vision Prayer, which we've been praying through for this whole summer. And we've been taking parts of this prayer and we've been praying through it. And and the, the, the vision prayer goes like this. It says, Oh God... Can we all say this together maybe? Because we've been praying through this for the whole summer. Right? Let's say this all together. 
Oh God, with all our hearts, we long for you. Come transform us to be Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, mission-focused people, multiplying disciples everywhere. This is the Alliance Vision Prayer. And the part that I want to focus on, as you can see there in yellow, is being mission-focused people. And the question today is, are we mission-focused people? I'm going to show you a number of videos this morning, break things up, give you a little bit of glimpse into what the Alliance is doing um, globally and nationally, and for us to be able to see what we're trying to do here locally in Markham as well through Unionville Alliance Church. So I'm going to start off with the Alliance World Fellowship, and then come back to the National Alliance, and then come back to Unionville Alliance, and see what are we actually involved in. And when we give to missions, where does that actually go? What do we actually do with that money? What impact is that actually having? So watch this first video. pretty amazing, isn't it? So in that video, you saw various countries, and what, what it was was the teams or the international workers that were sent from those countries to the other countries that they were going to. I don't know about you, but when I, when I looked at that video, I thought, wow, that l tiny little country of Netherlands is doing a lot, right? They're, they're reaching far and wide. And so we're part of this what's called Alliance World Fellowship. The Alliance in Canada is one component of a larger alliance body of churches all throughout the world. And we unite ourselves together to take the mission of God, to take the gospel of Jesus Christ all across the world 
In response to this, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when Jesus is telling his disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, and throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so the Spirit of God comes upon us and empowers us to go forward. And we're thankful that we have a number of uh, uh, international workers from uh, the Alliance in Canada that are serving in all sorts of places. In our Mission Sunday in November, we're going to be having one couple, Carol, uh, Kevin and Carol Lim, and they're serving in Cambodia. They're, they're going to be coming and sharing their experience as they're on home assignment here in Canada uh, for this year. But I took a screenshot of just the, the Canadian team there, and if you look at, this was the Canadian team. These are the places where the international workers from our country of Canada through the Alliance Canada are going out and ministering in these places. Cambodia, Thailand, Japan, Taiwan, Malaysia, Nepal, Israel, India, Indonesia, Panama, Serbia, Mongolia, Spain, France, Germany, Guinea, Niger, Senegal, Mexico, Paraguay, Peru, Norway, Cuba, Laos, and probably a few others as well. This is what we are called to do, to take the gospel to other places. Next week, one young lady, her name is Maritza, she'll be coming uh, to stay with us for about six months. Thank you to a number of people that have uh, willingly opened your home uh, for her to stay with you for one-month segments. We still have a couple of months open. If, if you're able to do that to support her, um, please uh, let us know. Uh, but she's coming to learn English because she's going to come here for six months, learn English. She's from Colombia, so we're partnering with the Colombian team to host her for six months so that she can go to another place in the world and share the good news of Jesus Christ. And she needs to learn English in order to be able to do that. And so she's coming here. She has conversational English, but she's looking to improve her English. And can I ask you, church, if you can do one thing, you can go to uachome.org Maritza. There's a small form there. If you can't host her for one month, and I know everyone can't, there's other things that you can do. Maybe you can take her out for tea or coffee and have a conversation with her. Maybe you can invite her to your home for dinner one night. Maybe if you're going on an outing, maybe you can take her with you so that she can experience a little bit of what uh, Canada is like and be able to speak with you. Her main thing is just to have conversations, just to talk to people so that she can improve her English. Maybe if you can't host her for a whole month, you can host her for a weekend and have her stay with you for one weekend, right? There's so many different things that you can do in order to support this. As we, as a church, and, and, and we are desiring and wanting more people like this to come through our church that we can support and host them and help them as they fulfill their missional desires. We are part of this larger World Alliance Fellowship where we are partnering with other alliance organizations to send people out to the nations so that the gospel of Jesus Christ in fulfillment of one, Acts 1 verse 8 can be fulfilled. And so I want to encourage you uh, to please go to that link, uachome.org slash Maritza, fill that out. If you have any questions, please see my wife, Laura. She's going to be the point person in helping uh, Maritza as she gets adjusted to uh, life here in Canada for a few months. Now, the Alliance is particularly focused on, uh, the Alliance Canada is particularly focused on unreached people groups. And if you journeyed with us through our Alliance Vision Prayer during the summer, we were praying through our Alliance Vision Prayer, but every single day during that Alliance Vision Prayer, we were talking about a, a specific people group, a people group that needed to be exposed to the gospel of Jesus. 
If you go to joshuaproject.net, you'll see all sorts of things about unreached people groups, and I encourage you to read some of that. It gives us a global perspective, helps us to see beyond ourselves and see the greater need in the world today. But here's the definition from Joshua Project of, about unreached uh, people groups. An unreached or least reached people is a people group among which there is no indigenous community of believing Christians with adequate numbers and resources to evangelize this people group without outside assistance. And there's so many groups like that around the world. So guess what they need? Outside assistance. They need us, people like us, people in all sorts of countries, as you just saw in that video, to be able to go and reach the nations for Jesus, to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ, because otherwise, they might never hear. Otherwise, they might never even encounter another Christian. We might encounter a Christian at the grocery store, at the gas station, at an outing that we go on, but there are people around the world who will never once meet another Christian that can share with them the good news of Jesus Christ. Remember the question I asked you before? How will you respond? Will you be that person to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ? Look at what Paul says in Romans. He said, my ambition has always been to preach the good news where the name of Christ has never been heard. And there are places like that around the world still that don't have a a self-replicating or self-propelling gospel witness where there's there's enough people within that own people group to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And so one of the things that we do here at Unionville Alliance Church is that we give to the Global Advance Fund. And so for the past number of years, we have been giving $40,000 every single year to the Global Advance Fund. That global advance fund helps to send these international workers to these places. Remember that graphic that I showed you where it said Canada and all of the different countries that Canada uh, international workers were in? Well, this money, $40,000 that we've put in our budget every year for the past number of years to give goes towards that. And you and your faithful and generous giving when you give to our missions fund goes towards this. But this year we said, let's do a little bit more. So instead of $40,000, we're going to give just a little bit more $50,000. But wouldn't it be amazing that instead of $50,000 at the end of the year when we look back, we would have given $60,000? Or no? You guys are just in stunned silence. It would be awesome if we can, we've increased it a little bit. But if we can give even more, then you can see what impact it's having around the world. This is aside from, uh, if you remember when Tim Moore came and he shared a little bit with us and we partnered with For Freedom International in Thailand, this, num- this amount is separate from, from this as we partner with Tim Moore uh, and For Freedom International to end sex trafficking in, uh, in Thailand. Uh, we're helping out towards that. This is also apart from what we help uh, with the Burnettes as well. We are, uh, they're sending church and we support them financially as well and a number of other projects. But friends... Brothers and sisters in Christ, we have a task unfinished. There is a huge, enormous need in the world today for the gospel of Jesus Christ to go forth. And the question is, how will I respond? The Alliance has entered into a partnership called uh, Gateway Project. And the Gateway Project is, is, a, is an aim to reach South uh, Asia with Jesus because of the strategic place 
that South Asia is, that the, the people that live there, the influence that they can have throughout the world. Watch this video and you'll get a little bit uh, better idea. The following may seem outrageous, but trust me, it's an underestimation. I want you to stop, clear your mind, and be open to a reality happening right now that might be new to you. The global population growth is outpacing the rate at which the church is reaching people by a growing margin. As an example, India alone grows by the equivalent of Canada's population every 18 months, and only 5% of India lives in areas reached with the gospel. Roughly four out of every 10 people on the planet not only have never heard the good news, but they don't even have access to it. There's no local pastor, no Christian radio, no alpha group, no church. It's like Paul writes to the church in Rome. How can someone believe in something they've never heard? And how will they hear if there's no one to tell them? So now what? I get it. You're already tackling so many critical needs in your community and around the world. Compassion cannot sleep. But we have an opportunity to reach the unreached at scale if together we focus on what could be the biggest domino. The one region that may present the greatest opportunity of being a gateway to reach the entire world. It comes down to the exponential power of numbers. One out of every four people alive right now live in South Asia. That's 1.9 billion people and over 1.8 billion unreached lives. That's a big number to wrap your head around. So let me just put it this way. If you set a timer right now for 1.8 million seconds, it would stop in 20 days. But if you set it for 1.8 billion seconds, it will stop in 57 years. Reaching just 1% of this region would be the equivalent of reaching more than the entire population of Hong Kong, New Zealand, Montreal, and Ireland combined. 50% of the world's remaining unreached people groups live in this region, along with 40% of the world's poorest people. And it's also one of the most persecuted places on the planet. The church in the global south, specifically South Asia, will play a disproportionate role in the evangelization of the world. Will we join them, support them, encourage them? Reaching this region is a massive gateway to reaching the world and a critical priority of the global church. It will require us to be all in. It will demand full-scale mobilization of our churches and communities. It will require a historic move of God's spirit. It will come at a cost, but it will be worth it. And over the next 10 years, we are partnering with South Asians, not just to reach South Asia, but for South Asia to reach the world. It is well within reach plant 50,000 churches, baptizing 500,000 multiplying disciples, making this one of the greatest evangelistic movements that we may ever see by 2030. Fifty thousand churches, 500,000 multiplying disciples in 10 years. Well, now it's a little bit less than 10 years. This is what the Alliance is trying to do in partnering with others. We want to, as the psalmist says, publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things that he does. Friends, there is a, a huge task that is unfinished. 
There is a huge work that is left to be done. And we need to see beyond ourselves, and we need to see beyond our problems as well, and see the eternal perspective of bringing people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, giving them hope for eternal life. This is the work that the Alliance is partnering in. The Alliance has something else called the Jaffrey Project, named after one of uh, the missionaries, Robert Jaffrey. And every year, the Jaffrey Project focuses in on a particular uh, way to raise money and funds for a particular mission. And right now, for this year, the Jaffrey Project is uh, trying to raise funds to support indigenous workers in this area of South Asia so that they could reach the gospel, reach people for, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are trying to leverage others to be able to fulfill this great commission. We're trying to invest into training indigenous pastors and leaders to plant churches, plant multiplying churches, and, and, and build up multiplying disciples everywhere. That's part of our, our vision prayer. Oh God, with all of our hearts, we long for you. Come transform us to be Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, mission-focused people. What's the end result? Multiplying disciples everywhere. This is what we are called to do. This is the task unfinished. And it's the burden on the heart of God. It's the cry of the Spirit. How will you respond? How will you answer the call? Our new international vice, our new vice president for international missions, Damien Lee, who came and spoke at one of our mission Sundays uh, last year, um, he uh, uh, is making appeal right now for the Jaffrey Project. So watch this video from him. The Jaffrey Project is an opportunity to partner and highlight missions in places that don't yet know Jesus. And South Asia is growing at an unprecedented rate and people need Jesus now more than ever as this region faces poverty, inequality, and social unrest. This year we are raising $300,000 to support international workers who have recently arrived in South Asia and partner with local organizations to raise up church planters. Almost 100 years ago, Robert Jeffrey founded the Chinese Foreign Missionary Union to share the gospel with Chinese people wherever they were in diaspora. But he refused to be the president of the organization and insisted that Chinese leaders should steer the efforts to reach Chinese people with the gospel. Like Robert Jeffrey before us, we can't do it alone. We're partnering with local leaders to reach South Asians. Right now, we have two training centers, one for women, one for men, that are raising up leaders to plant faith communities. Last year, we anticipated around 25 applicants, but 139 men and women were accepted into these training centers. Because of your generous gifts to the Jaffray Project, 139 South Asian leaders are being trained and empowered to reach their communities in South Asia right now. Your gifts have already created a ripple effect that will result in new churches, in communities that haven't heard about Jesus and bring real and meaningful change to the spiritual landscape of South Asia for generations to come. 
Many new churches have already been planted through these faithful men and women. Imagine what God can do with the next cohort because of your gifts and prayers. Despite open persecution by religious and civil leaders, the kingdom of God is expanding. The gospel is being preached and lives are being transformed at this very moment. Would you join us in our efforts prayerfully and financially to make Jesus known in South Asia through the Jaffrey Project? This is one of the things that the Alliance Canada is doing right now to raise funds for the Jaffrey Project to invest into South Asia, to build into leaders that are going to go and plant churches. Remember, we saw that before, 50,000 churches by 2030, being able to multiply into 500,000 disciples that are going to be disciple makers towards others as well. The question is, what will we do? What will be our response? As you give to global missions here at Unionville Alliance Church, to our missions fund, we give towards the Global Advance Fund to support what's happening around the world. Paul said this to the church in Corinth because they wanted to give generously to help other churches in that area. At that time, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when Jesus talked about it and said, you'll be witnesses in Jerusalem and in Samaria, well, they hadn't reached all around the world yet. They were making some inroads but he says this to the church in Corinth, as a result of your ministry, meaning your giving, they will give glory to God. For your generosity to them, meaning these other churches there, to help them in their time of need, and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. In generously giving, they were able to reflect the change of heart and life that they had. See, we're all called in some way or form to be involved in the mission of God globally. We are all called in some way or form to be fulfilling the Great Commission, to be taking the gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The question remains is, what will we do? What will my response be? What will your response be? We're all called either to pray, which I hope we are, Maybe we're all called to pray, to give, or to go. What part are you involved in? What part am I involved in? What part is Unionville Alliance Church involved in? We need to pray, we need to give, and we need to go. This is the great commission that the Lord has laid out for us. Now, I want to tell you about one avenue that's often untapped. Sometimes people think, okay, well, if I need to be an international worker, if I need to be a missionary, I've got to be like Daniel, and I've got to go to theology school, and I've got to learn this, and I have to be able to speak and do this. No, 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 you don't have to. One avenue, there, there's so many nations in the world that if Daniel tried to go, what would they say? No, Daniel, because they know I'm a pastor. I'm already all, all over the internet. But there are places around the world that you can go. And you can take your profession and go there. If you're a teacher, if you're an engineer, if you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if you're a construction worker, if you're a computer scientist, whatever you might be, God can take your profession and leverage it for his kingdom purposes. It's what's called marketplace ministry. 
that you can be the witness of Christ. You can be the fragrance of Christ in other places just by doing what you're already doing. Because in some of these other countries, in some of these other places, they may never encounter a Christian. But guess what? If you take your profession and go to one of those countries and you can get a visa to get in and you go to one of those countries and you just work there and you be the fragrance of Christ, you be the witness of Christ just doing your life and talking about Jesus, you can be that witness in a place that might never have heard of Jesus before. And as as the Apostle Paul said, I aim to preach the gospel in places where Jesus has never been heard. The question is, will we respond? Will we answer that call? Right? I know up until this point you were thinking, oh man, theology school, and I gotta do this, and I gotta that. No, no, don't worry about all that. Take your profession and go. Take what God has gifted you with and go. I know of a couple. One person was knew how to knew how to do karate, and the other person was a photographer, and they went to a place. And they said, We are gonna be the fragrance of Christ. They left their home. They left their parents, left their family, left all the comforts that they could have in a, in a Western uh, world, and went to that place to be the witness of Christ, the fragrance of Jesus, just sharing the love of God with all those that they came in contact with. And the people that they would talk to probably would have never experienced Jesus if it wasn't for them going. This is what's called marketplace ministry. Watch this. The Alliance uses marketplace to describe all the places and spaces where we live our vocational lives, whether in Canada or in another country. In those places, we all represent and demonstrate God's kingdom as ambassadors of Christ. Marketplace is a pathway for people to use their profession around the world. We are continuing to fund and send full-time international workers However, that approach is limited because of rising costs and countries increasingly restricting access. But the pathway is wide open for professionals of all types to gain employment in the global marketplace and thus bring the presence of Christ to the workplaces and communities where they work and live. The pathway is ready to help you engage this way of bringing Christ to the nations. You're invited to take who you are and what you do and use it for God's glory among those who have yet to meet Jesus. Unionville Alliance Church was empty and had to close down because everybody else went to other countries to share Jesus? No, you don't think so? I think it would be a great idea. Daniel will be out of a job, but who cares about that? I'll go as well. But that would be amazing. That would be wonderful. Paul says it this way. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Isn't that an amazing promise? If we call on the name of Jesus, we will be saved. Isn't that wonderful? Are you guys with me? That's wonderful. If we call on Jesus, Jesus save me, we are saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? How will you respond? Will you tell them? Will you share with them? Will you be the fragrance of Christ to them? Isaiah, when God was calling him, he said this, 
Then I heard the Lord asking, whom shall, should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And then Isaiah responds and he says, here I am. Send me. All God is looking for is for a willing vessel. All God is looking for is someone to be able to say, here I am. Send me. Whatever your profession is, whatever God has gifted you with, whatever God has uh, made you talented with in the business world, you can take that and be the fragrance of Christ in other places. That's what God is doing. Well, that's what the Alliance is doing internationally. But what about within Canada? Right? Within Canada, the Alliance is doing some amazing things. Within our own nation, the Alliance is doing some amazing things to plant churches but maybe not always churches of what we might think is a church. Because in this day and age, we need new expressions, fresh innovation, different ways of doing church. And so that's why there's something called in the Alliance called New Ventures. New Ventures offers the opportunity for people that feel called and inspired to plant a church, maybe not like a traditional church like Unionville Alliance, it might look something a little bit different, but gives the opportunity for people that God is calling even within here in Canada, because there's unreached people here in Canada as well, to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we support new ventures as well. I'll get to that in a minute, but check out this video. My name is Owen Scott. My wife, Amanda, and I are the campus pastors for Pack Dauphin. My name is John Russell. I'm originally from Mississauga. Hi, I'm Christiana Graham. I'm part of Lakeshore Communities. I'm Nathaniel. Um, I'm a Malaysian. Hi, I am Caroline Bouchard. And I'm David Pearson. Hi, my name is Jacob Ma. Hi, I'm Joseph. Hey, my name is Jordan Abbott. My name is Hernando. I'm the pastor of the Spanish congregation at the First Alliance Church in Calgary. My name is Joseph. Batungu Kalwamba. Uh, my name is Ken Huang. I was born in mainland China. Hi, I'm Kendall, and uh, welcome to Jason's house. Hey, I'm Jason. Hey, everyone. My name is Shem Moses, and we live here in Northeast Edmonton. Hi, my name is Caleb Delamont. We're here in my house in Calgary, Alberta. Wajie. My name is Howard Jolly. I'm the executive director of the First Nations Alliance Churches of Canada. In my own community, in my own neighborhood, just been helping homeless people. It's taking people to buy groceries or just having a conversation with them. We have been called to make Jesus known in the communities from Mimico to Port Credit. And we co-lead a house church network here in southern Manitoba. Which is a new venture we're planting in the Parkland region in Manitoba. Our ministry is mostly targeted towards foreigners from Africa. And together, we are leading a new venture here in Fernand. We work with the young adult, the young families. I work actually in downtown Calgary, but the other half of my job has been spent with Capstone Church launching a new venture in the east side of Calgary in Forest Lawn. 2016, after I moved to Canada, uh, I'd be a pastor of a Chinese church in Montreal for three years too. We have a new venture. It's called the Muncher Zion Alliance Church. God called us here to do life with people in our community that face different challenges, mental health struggles, addictions, displaced youth. We are seeking to establish an online ministry. We want to focus on having indigenous content. The Lord opened doors for me to plug into the church, our congregation, First Hispanic Alliance Church. In 2003, my wife and our first daughter immigrated to Canada. Right now, I'm the pastor of Brownford Chinese Alliance Church and we are praying that the Lord may open ways to do public services as uh, nowadays pandemic is going down and down. If I use only a short sentence about what is iLink, I would say 
Eiling is about to link with Jesus and to love neighbor. Uh, we've been here for about six years now with a dream of seeing our neighbors meet Jesus. And we're here at Ambrose House, about a minute away from McGill University, where what we want to do is share all of life with the students together. And we're working to just build a big united family. We will be able to reach other young family here in the city. To build a community that's diverse and see what His Spirit can do. And the dream is to see a network of home churches started along the lakeshore. And so we're starting a new venture so that people that live around us that we do life with get to experience the love of Jesus. People sharing their testimonies. We want to be relational in how we uh, present the gospel. And we are just so grateful and so honored to be here and called by God. Isn't that amazing? So many things happening within Canada right, through New Ventures, and we're part of that as well. When you give to our missions fund, we also give to New Ventures. And so in the for the past few years, we have been giving $20,000 to New Ventures, helping to fund some of these things that you have just heard about, as people all across our nation are looking to express church in a different way to reach various people that are in, in need for, of the gospel. So this year we said, okay, let's give it a little bit more. So instead of 20,000, we're gonna give 25,000. But if we can give more than 25,000, wouldn't that be amazing? To fund what's going on around Canada. Howard Jolly that you saw in this video, he's the executive director of the First Nations Churches of, uh, of Canada. Uh, I've had on my heart for some time, as I'm sure many of you have had when we've seen the atrocities that have happened to the indigenous people of our land. Uh, I've, I didn't know how to approach it or how to address it or what to talk about it, and I just I went for a course uh, from an indigenous uh, uh, pastor and professor just to learn a little bit more and, and how maybe our church can respond and how do we talk about that, and I, I wasn't sure. Uh, thankfully, Howard is going to come here uh, in March for our Mission Sunday, March 2023. Put it on your calendar. Right, First Sunday in March is going to be uh, with Howard Jolly. He's going to share on Sunday morning, uh, and he's, we're going to have a Sunday evening event as well with him where we can explore a little bit more uh, about how we respond to some of the indigenous uh, issues that have uh, come throughout our country in these recent years. Um, but he's leading a new venture to help our indigenous brothers and sisters and help the indigenous people come to know Jesus uh, and the love and power of, uh, of the grace of God. And so, friends, there, there's a lot of things that are going on, and maybe God is inspiring you. And again, the question is, how will you respond? Maybe God's inspiring you to be able to say, I think God might be calling me to do something in Canada. Maybe I should become a new venture apprentice. Maybe I should do something that can reach a certain sect of people or a certain group of people here within our own nation. Because guess what? Before, you had to go overseas and across the world to reach the nations, but now the nations have come to us, particularly here in the greater Toronto area. We are experiencing such phenomenal growth of uh, immigrants coming to, uh, to Canada and to our city here that we have the opportunity to reach unreached people groups within our own city. This was unheard of before, but we have a, a great opportunity to do that. There's so many unreached people groups even within the, uh, the GTA. There's more than 1.5 million unreached people here in the GTA. There's 21 significant unreached people groups uh, uh, in these communities. Uh, all the videos and these graphics and the notes you can find online in our online bulletin, so uh, feel free to look at that after the service, or if you're watching online, you can just click the next tab for notes and it's right there. Um, 
10% of the top 100 most unreached people groups in North America are located right here in the greater Toronto area. More than 20% of people within the greater Toronto area are unreached people. I think that's the next slide here. Yeah. 51% of the GTA population consists of ethnic minority people groups. Friends, we have an awesome opportunity that all we need to do where we are here is to be the fragrance of Christ in every place, to share about Jesus, talk about Jesus, share his love and grace with those that you come in contact with. As it says at the bottom here, pray, send, plant. New Ventures is trying to plant new expressions of churches all throughout our country so that people can come to know Jesus Christ. You saw different ethnicities, different people groups that are expressed in that video from New Ventures because we're trying to reach the world right here in Canada. Why? Because in the Gospel of Luke it says, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. So how about us here at Unionville Alliance Church? We looked at globally the Alliance World Fellowship and, and what we could do and then uh, here nationally in Canada. But what about us here at Unionville Alliance Church? Well, you saw the announcement about our, um, uh, our shoeboxes that you can start buying items for our, for our shoeboxes. Can I get an amen, Naomi? Amen. All right. Naomi leads our initiative with our, with our shoeboxes. And um, that can share the love of Christ globally as well. Toronto Alliance Church, the next outreach is at the end of September. And thankfully, our, our church has been so generous to give every time there is a, a TAC outreach. But by doing that, you're helping Toronto Alliance Church in downtown Toronto, in our downtown core, reach so many people groups that are there as well. Master's Pantry and Hampers of Hope literally reaches hundreds, uh, Master's Pantry reaches hundreds of people every single month here within our own community of Markham to be a blessing to them. We partner with the Markham Stovall Crisis Pregnancy Center, and we were doing a Moms and Tots group as well this past season, and it's going to start up again to help people within our own community. Our summer camps that had 400 kids come through over the course of four weeks, and a number of those families are from people that have no exposure to church whatsoever. And it gave us the opportunity and the privilege to be able to bless those families. And thank you for so many people that gave of your time and energy and resources to give to camps, to volunteer uh, at camps, and to pray for our camps. Because we're seeking to reach the nations right here from where we're at. And Alpha, which we're starting up. Can I ask you two things? We've done Alpha numerous times. Well, maybe three things. We've done Alpha numerous times, and I've always encouraged you all, our whole church, if you've never gone to an Alpha course, please go to one because you're missing out on knowing what the power of Alpha is. Okay? And if you went to one years ago, there's brand new videos that are really, really good. It'll, it'll just blow you away. If you've never gone or if you've gone to one years and years ago, please Sign up to come to our Alpha course and see what it is because when people go through that, you'll see the power of Alpha and then you'll be like, wow, I can invite my friend. I can invite my family member. I can invite someone to come out to this journey. So can I ask you, number one, can you think of someone that you can invite this fall to come to Alpha? Just one person. Our vision statement is touching our world through Jesus one life at a time. If everyone here were to invite one person to come out to Alpha, how amazing would that be? 
If everyone here would invite one person to come out to Alpha so that they can experience and know and hear and feel and see the love of Jesus, how amazing would that be? The impact that we would have, not just here in Markham, but the ripple effect that it would have around the world because we live in a global community now. And number two, if we have all you guys inviting people to Alpha, well, we need some leaders for Alpha too. If you're willing to lead, please go online and sign up because we need leaders for Alpha as well. This is one of our primary ways in which we share the gospel is through Alpha. Why? In 2 Corinthians it says, and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation so that we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. Let me read that again. God is making his appeal through who? Can we read that all together? God is making his appeal through us. How will you respond? That's the question from the beginning. How will you and I respond? Because it says here, God is making his appeal to the world through us. And if we are silent, then how will they know? If we keep our mouth shut, how will they know? God is making his appeal. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. We are offering an opportunity through Alpha that makes it very simple. Sometimes you might feel, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know how I'm supposed to teach this. Or I'm don't worry about that. The Alpha course will take care of all of that. You just come and bring somebody with you. Look at what Paul says in Acts. He says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for the finishing, finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Paul said his life means nothing. All of his other accomplishments, all of everything else that he did. When we get to the end of our life, when we look back at what we have done, what we have accomplished, the businesses we've, we've been part of, the money that we've earned, the riches that we've stored up, all of these things, if we look back at the end of our life on that, but then be able to say, well, did I actually share the love of Jesus with people to make an eternal impact? Paul said, my life is worth nothing unless I actually do that. Friends, we can get so self-consumed and self-oriented that we lose the, the bigger picture of what Jesus is trying to do. Our, our missional mandate comes from the Great Commission. And let me just share with you three quick things before I close about the Great Commission. Number one. Don't wait till everything is perfect before you respond. So many times throughout my, my ministry as a pastor, I've heard over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, Daniel, I'm not ready. I can't do that. Right? Daniel, you know, maybe, maybe somebody else. Don't wait till everything is perfect in your life before you respond. If you wait till everything lines up and you feel like, okay, now I can do this, now, if, you're, if you feel like you're ready, you're actually probably not ready. But if you feel like you're not ready, God wants to use you. This, the, the Great Commission from, from Matthew 28, this is the first part of it, it says, then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Okay, right after this verse, Jesus is giving these disciples that are doubting the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Now, if they're doubting, they are not ready, right? 
These group of people that saw Jesus, walk with Jesus, talk with Jesus, saw the miracles, saw the signs, saw Jesus die and rise again, and they're still doubting. If you and I were Jesus, we'd be like, guys, you better go back to the discipleship course. You know, do that over again, please. Right? Go back to Alpha, relearn everything again, then come back to me. If you're not doubting, if you have perfect faith, then I can use you. Is that what Jesus told the disciples? No. Not at all. Don't wait till you, everything lines up in your life to take that step to respond because you'll be waiting for a long time. Here Jesus, knowing that some of his disciples were doubting, they were afraid, they were scared, they didn't know what was going to happen. They were looking at Jesus face to face and thinking, are you really Jesus? And right after that, he gives them the great commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel. He entrusted this sacred truth of the gospel into these ha- in the hands of these people that were doubting. Friends, don't wait to respond. Because if you wait, you might wait too long. And then you'll come back to the end of your life and then you'll look back and wonder, what did I do? Number two, Jesus is Lord of all, therefore we go. This is the, the, the basis of why we go. We go because Jesus is Lord of all. We share because Jesus is Lord of all. In Matthew, it says, I, Jesus, the words of Jesus, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, therefore go and make disciples. Because I have all power, Jesus says, you go. Because I am king of kings and lord of, all, lord of lords, you go. Because I am the one that is sovereign over all of the universe, over all of the earth, you go. The reason why we go is because Jesus is in control. So you don't have to figure everything out, and you don't have to wonder how everything is going to happen, Because our sovereign Lord is in control of everything. He has all authority and all power in heaven and in earth. And trust me, things are not going to go your way. You'll face obstacles. You'll face trials. You'll face difficulties. But the question still remains, what is our response? Look at what Paul said. Paul says, there is a wide open door for a great work here. That's what we're talking about here. There is a task that's unfinished. It's a wide open door for us to step into this task unfinished, to step into this place where the gospel of Jesus Christ can be known, that people would come, that the gates of heaven would be wide open for floods of people to come, that there will be more people in heaven and less people in hell because we have gone and shared the gospel of Jesus Christ. How amazing would that be? Although many oppose me. It's not a cakewalk. It's not easy. It will be difficult. It will be hard. But we go because he has all authority and all power. We go because he is in control. We go because he is king of kings and lord of lords. There will be opposition. There will be difficulties. Don't faint at the first trial. But remember that Jesus is lord of lords and king of kings. And finally, number three, remember the promise of his presence. After telling, after the disciples were like, I don't know if this guy's really real. I don't know if this is really true. I'm doubting whether this is really Jesus. He, I saw him die. Did he really rise again? I don't know. The disciples were doubting. Jesus gives them this great commission and says, go into all the world. Share the good news of Jesus Christ. Baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit like, we, like what we did last week. And then he leaves them with this promise. And he says, and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. That's the promise that we hold on to. In Isaiah, it said this way, for I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord, your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. What is our response? What should we do? Don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. I will hold your hand. 
I will go before you. I will go behind you. I will be around you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Go forth. Be bold. Share the gospel. How should I respond? That's the question. How should I respond? Worship team, please come as we, as we sing this song together. Facing a task unfinished. The author of this song, his name was Frank Houghton. At a young age, at the age of 17, he had a great turning point in his life. He nearly drowned at sea, but he was miraculously saved, him and his brother. They both couldn't believe what had, what had happened. And so they dedicated their lives to Jesus and to follow him and to serve him. John and Betty Stam went to China in the early 1920s with what was called the China Inland Mission, started by Hudson Taylor. In December 1934, they were captured and they were actually beheaded after one day of imprisonment. They suffered and, and they died for being, um, being missionaries. They suffered and they went through struggles and persecution and, and ultimately death for answering the call of God. When Frank Houghton heard of what had happened, he did the opposite of what you would have thought that he would have done. You would think there was persecution that was arising, people are dying. You would think, go and save yourself, Frank, hide out, just lay low for a time. Instead, he started to travel around. Instead of seeking his own security, he started to tour all the missionary outposts in China and to strengthen the churches there. Later, as Christians were being forced out because of severe persecution, OMF, which, was, which is what it's called now, um, instead of China Inland Mission, they had a special prayer conference at that time. And they sang this song, Facing a Task Unfinished, for the first time, written by Frank Houghton. And they issued a call for at least 200 missionaries to leave their homes and head to China to share the gospel. As persecution was increasing, as people were dying, they issued a call, contrary to what you would normally think, and said, are there people that are willing to go and lay down their lives because there is a task unfinished? And they sang this song in that conference, and people were motivated and responded to that call. At that time, approximately, numbers are hard to know in China. At that time, it was approximately 250,000 Christians in China. Now there's probably 80 million 130 million, probably those numbers are old, there might be even more than that, of Christians, followers of Jesus in China. Every royalty from this song that we're going to sing goes to support the work of OMF International. Can we all stand? The chorus to these words, we go to all the world with kingdom hope unfurled. No other name has power to save than Jesus Christ the Lord.